listening to the ultimate podcast for the ultimate flag football league with your hosts, Steve and Diane. Join them as they go from conference to conference, giving you the hot topics, fresh updates, and behind-the-scenes gossip. Buckle up, because it's time for some tough talk. We are back on the Tough Talk podcast. Steven and Diane here, and we have a special guest to start the podcast. One of the uh, most storied veterans in all of Tough League, Mr. Brandon Blunden of the Pegasus. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you on, um, especially with the way that Pegasus is looking this season and the big moves that were made. Um, and that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, and so we know uh, that Renee Andrade and uh, Johnny Arod joined the team. Um, and so we wanted to get you to talk about, you know, what that looks like for you and how they've been integrating into your team. Totally. I mean, uh, we knew we were taking a big hit when we were losing Hayes. Um, he's been with us for a while, and we, we felt like we were getting better every season. Um, so we knew we needed to try to find something to fill that gap for the season. Um, and obviously, I played with Renee uh, in Tough Nine and Danger. So I figured it didn't hurt to try. And when I found out that Ark wasn't coming back, it was kind of like a dream come true. So uh, we, we brought him over, and he mentioned bringing Johnny over. And I've played against Johnny many times, and I know he's a great athlete and great competitor. And Ultimately, our goal from them is was to learn their mentorship and what makes them so successful. And um, he's definitely been helping us out a lot on the field and off the field, and just kind of showing us a little bit more of the art form of flag football, which we didn't realize we were missing, but are starting to learn that it really is more of an art form than just trying to outmuscle and outspeed everybody out there. Well, you certain ha- certainly have taken to uh, taken a liking to having Renee on the field with you. Uh, your statistics this season have been off the charts so far in four games. You're on pace right now to put up 14 touchdowns and 12 sacks. This could be one of your best, you know, career seasons in tough. Uh, tell me what that's like. The chemistry between you and Renee Andrade so far uh, this season in tough six. Yeah, you know, cr- crazy enough, it's it's more of a weird coincidence. Like, don't get me wrong, it's it's definitely great having Renee out there. Um, but really, it was more of this off season prior to even knowing we were going to get Renee. I was talking to the guys, and we were just kind of trying to figure out what we've been missing, what that little piece was that we just couldn't quite get together. And they kind of mentioned that they wanted a rusher of the year, Brandon back, and I was like, oh wow, he's been gone for a while. Um, <laughs> so I just, so I just kind of made the commitment to myself to to put in that kind of effort and energy that I was doing back then. Uh, into the season and to see how it worked and, and so far it's been going okay it's going been going pretty well um, as well as I've never really focused on being a chip and release center I've always been prideful about blocking and trying to give the QB time but I'm starting to realize that if you can do both it's uh, it's a lot more beneficial to the team so making the commitment as well as trying to be more well balanced as a center not just block well and I mentioned this on last week's podcast the new energy and the excitement that Pegasus as a team is playing with. You can see it with both Tommy Cross and Chris Thomas. You know, how is that for you to see how this team is progressing so quickly? It's amazing because at the end of the day, as most people know, like I, I just love being out there. I love playing with the guys that I get to play with. We're more than just teammates. We really are brothers. And so it, I always feel like I'm the big cheerleader out there. So it's really, really nice to, to not have to to be a cheerleader 24-7 because they're automatically just always happy. Um, But it it is really, really good to see uh, the commitment that they have. I know they have a great connection and friendship with Hayes, but 
Um, it's a little bit different with Renee. You know, he is he is accomplished in terms of being a championship caliber quarterback, and you know that does require a little something different than what a lot of other quarterbacks have. And so I think they're starting to realize what that is and are just excited about um, trying to make that run with him. So, uh, Brandon, your team has only taken one loss so far this season. You guys are three and one. You're in great shape heading into your bye week. Coming out of the bye week, though, you guys have an extreme schedule. You are playing the chosen, who's two and zero currently, and then you're playing the uh, newly reformed Ducks squad coming up from Downey. What's your preparation like for those two teams, and, and what do you think your team needs to focus on uh, over the course of the bye week? Sure. Uh, I mean, real quick, we, we are actually two and two, um, which still to me is not too bad compared to our previous seasons. But uh, in terms of chosen and ducks, I mean, chosen right now is, is actually looking like the favorite. Obviously, Black Ops is one of those teams you can never sleep on, but chosen is also up there. They're just as decorated in some ways as Black Ops is, and um, so and they're and they're playing like they are as well. And then the ducks are, as we all know, they're the ducks. They they are always in it every season. And luckily for us, we've gotten to play both of them a handful of times. We've beaten the Ducks before, and we've beaten Chosen before. Um, so really, it's just entering those games like we do every game, which is we got to play the best we can. There's never a game that we enter thinking we should win or need to win or have to win. We just go into every game saying we're going to compete to the best of our ability, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're just going to go in, not overthink it, and just try to keep doing what we're doing with our chemistry and give our best effort like always. We look forward to seeing what the Pegasus can do. You know I have always been a fan of the Pegasus and, and, and wanting to see you guys get over that hump. And so hopefully this season is it for you guys. Uh, and we look forward to seeing what you do the rest of the way. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. So that was Brandon Blunden. Uh, to clarify, he did correct us. The Pegasus are 2-2. Two and two. There was a, a scoring mix-up on the website, so I want to apologize for that. But uh, let's jump into the rest of Los Angeles here, starting off the podcast with some hot fire with Brandon Blunden and talking about his team and, you know, the hype that's surrounding them at the moment with their new quarterback. There's 12 teams in Los Angeles right now that are 2-0, and and that's stellar. There's only one team, though, and we'll talk about them later on, that has played more than two games that's 3-0, and and that's the Bears uh, out in Downey. But we'll get into them later. I want to talk about uh, some of these teams that are two and zero, and and really get your insight into you know which of these some of these teams that that could go eight and zero the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them I think we both agree on is the Black Ops. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, right off the bat, they're one of those teams. Now you know the uh, Mid City Spartan Division probably better than any other person out there that's not playing in the league there's two teams there that are currently 2-0 and and that's the slayers and the swordfish do you see either of these two teams going 8-0 you know i think that we expect a level of excellence from swordfish mm. um you know their roster is stacked um one through 12 but slayers you know you can really see that they've done work in the off season um, the connection between QB Chris Wilkins and Keith Coleman, no matter the situation, um, if Chris needs a completion, Keith is going to be there for, for that. And um, I don't know if you noticed in the film, they've got new jerseys, so they're the new That's look right. slayers. So with the new look, I think they're bringing a more focused, intense attitude. And, you know, one of the things that's maybe understated sometimes for for that team is Josh Galindo, you know, has really helped 
captain that team or lead that team, I should say. And, you know, he brings that fire and intensity uh, every time he steps on the field. And, you know, we saw him get in a tiny bit of trouble with the league at one point in time, but he's back. He's coming in this season, I think, um, you know, really wanting to get the Slayers over the hump. They've always been one of the good teams in Mid-City. I don't know if they can go 8-0 on the season. They have, obviously, the Swordfish standing in their way in that way. I think that they could be one of the top contenders this season for Mid-City Spartan, and, and I agree with you. The new look is is there. The the intensity is there in the film. You can see it. They are focused and ready to go. But uh, enough about teams that are doing good. I want to talk about you know something we did last week. Who's in trouble? I mentioned the hooligans last week, and right now they are the obvious answer. Well, they're still in trouble. <laughs> so they have started 0-4 this past week. Uh, they were missing everyone but three people on their roster and basically signed three bums off the street. Boom. Uh, Yikes. And, and I think there are a lot of good things to be seen in terms of the ability of their QB, Cody Loera, Travis Stearns, who had previously really only been a defense, you know, defense only player. He really showed what he could do in terms of his abilities as a receiver. Um, and so there were some positives to be seen there, but the fact that they haven't been able to get their players there consistently and starting 0-4, they really are in trouble and they really need to figure out how to turn it around or if there's still time to turn it around. You know, obviously, yeah, that, that's an easy one to go with is the hooligans about being in trouble and, and that team really needs to, you know, do some soul searching, I think, uh, and find out who they truly are. Uh, as a squad now they're only one of three teams that are 0-4 in the entire 45 team uh toughly Los Angeles so they got some work to do but I'm gonna go this route and this is a little bit different I'm gonna go off the beaten path with this one who's in trouble for me any team in Downey Titan that's not named Ducks or Dream Team and yes that includes the Rebellion I know they're not going to like that. Uh, I know that Dash Crutchley is saying that, you know, we sleep on the Rebellion, but they have two monstrosities of a team in the Ducks and Dream Team in their way, and those two teams look primed to run this division, and I think that entire uh, that entire area is in trouble. Well, and to be fair to the Rebellion, they played the Ducks incredibly close. They did. Um, I noticed in the film that Jacob Ray wasn't out there for the rebellion, and that's a key piece that they were missing. And so, you know, I don't want to sleep on the rebellion. I know that Dash Crutchley takes a lot of pride in how he puts his teams together and how they compete. So I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Uh, You know, one thing I've noticed with some of Dash Crutchley's teams is they come from a long ways out, you know, traveling to play, and they're not always able to get their full squad out to the field. You know, so you mentioned one of their guys missing. Uh, that's always been kind of a shtick, you know, making sure that they get all of their guys to the field. I love Dash Crutchley as a player. He's an awesome player. He's a passionate player. But unless he can get commitment and full squad out to the field every week, they are in trouble. You know, these teams, the Dream Team and the Ducks, when they're showing up, they're showing up ready to play for the most part. You know, sometimes Dream Team, you know, doesn't show up with all their guys. But for the most part, these teams are i would say two of the top titan contenders sans the black ops in mid-city well in any team other than the ducks and the dream team will have to step up their game Um, but in general downy titan is stacked and so it's really going to take a lot to stand out from this crowd 
I think so. I, I agree with that statement at least. And 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 a rebellion, you're gonna have to show me something. Uh, I, I hope you can get it together. And, and and I wouldn't say you have to get it together. You're a strong team, and 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 they I think are uh, Jason Bowman is is uh, a great quarterback, and I think that they uh, can definitely do work uh, throughout the season. But we will see what happens with them. I want to ask you a question, and uh, new little type of segment here. Uh, you know, we've all heard the uh, saying, you know, who's moving the needle, who's moving the sticks, which uh, team out there is is doing it for you and, and, and is really – I wouldn't say like the top contenders because that wouldn't really be fair. But who's in the middle of the pack right now that you see that can really make the jump and, and, and do some work? I'm really impressed by the outlaws. You know, right now they're sitting at three and one. They took a break from Tough League um, and really were showing some rust in their first game against the Chosen. But it looks like they've gotten it together since then. I know they played the shorthanded hooligans this week, but the team had an eye popping four pick sixes. And so to me, they are playing some smart athletic ball right now. That's that's huge. That's huge. And for me. You know, I think the team that I really want to talk about in this spot is the Brigade. And they're in the Downey Spartan division. This team is it looks completely revamped. I, I don't know what it is, but Mike Pagan is the real deal. He is a huge, huge playmaker. Every time he touches the ball, it's it's over 25 yards, essentially. And so he's a serious playmaker. Manny Perez has some major weapons for this team. I think they can really contend this season, hopefully, with the Bears. Now, the Bears are a juggernaut right now but if the brigade continues to look like they looked this past weekend i think that they can hopefully do some work and and really you know put a scare to the bears well it's really about whether you show up for playoffs and so we can talk a lot about the regular season and they've taken a loss last week but as long as they keep building this season you know, as long as they're ready to go for the playoffs, I think they can take down the Bears. What? We are so serious. Guys. You're f***ing high. Whoa. I don't know if I was going that far yet, but you know, <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll have to get we'll have to get some uh, some uh, Fontaine opinion on that one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that he thinks there's no chance that they would ever beat the Bears. But you know, I think you're right you know if the any team that has a good level of chemistry can do work and it only takes one win in the playoffs to get you onto that next round and uh you know the brigade depending on how they do the playoff structure this season if it's two teams from each division the brigade might not even have to play the bears in the playoffs until you know the end Mm -hmm. potentially Uh, i don't know if it's going to go down like that Uh, i'm curious how they're going to do it where we're going to get that information here in the next few weeks um especially over the bye week for for a lot of these teams um with the super bowl coming up so it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out I wanted to shout out a player uh, playing in the Spartan division. Normally, he's a Titan player, but I wanted to shout him out, and I wanted to know your opinion on this player, Mr. Avenal Cavett. Uh, he's playing right now on the Mid-City Spartan Gladiators. He's currently sitting at 2.6 touchdowns per game and 10.3 receptions per game. He leads the nation in both of those categories. Well, and Avenal could play on any team that he wanted. You know, he just is that caliber of an athlete. You know, he just makes magic plays happen. And so the fact that he went to Gladiators, you know, I think that their QB, Steven Martinez, um, is really going to lean on him. And that's showed out so far. If 
he is able to display the type of leadership to really move the gladiators forward. Uh, they've always been an athletic, talented team, but never quite able to make it happen in the playoffs. You know, I think that that type of leadership and uh, really kind of moving them forward is really kind of exciting to see from from Avenal. You know, we've seen the uh, Gladiators quarterback, Steven Martinez, with multiple teams, you know, getting close to the, you know, big games and just not quite getting over the hump. Hopefully this type of, of player with this uh, caliber of talent is, is going to get him there. I, I really hope to see it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting and, and uh, to see if they can do that. Uh, here's a question for you. Is there anybody in Van Nuys Spartan going to take out the Goonies or Chaos? Well, <laughs> we talked about it last week, but now we've seen it in action, and uh, yeah, I think that the Goonies and the Chaos are the clear front runners. You know, especially the Chaos. Um, you know, moving down to Spartan, they still have a Titan level roster, in my opinion. You know, but I think there are teams that can you know surprise them in the playoffs. That includes the Jackrabbits. You know, the the Park Bums haven't really had a ton of success in the playoffs of late, and they took some losses this past weekend. But, you know, I don't think I'm ready to say open and shut. There's no chance other than the Goonies and Chaos. Yeah, I disagree. Both these teams are going on. Uh, they're gonna if they do the two teams from each division or each conference format, it's gonna be the Goonies and Chaos. Everyone else has no chance. No chance. That's uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm just throwing it out there right now. That is my uh, bold. I, I can't even call it a bold prediction. It's it, it, it's gonna happen. Uh, at least you know for me. Uh, and then the other Titan team that moved down is probably the team in Tough League, in in Tough Nation, I would say, that is most in need of a serious revamping, and that is the Bombers. Mm -hmm. Um, They are a team uh, riddled with veterans and some really good athletes and and dedicated players that come back season after season to play for this team. You know, they had moved down to Spartan a long time ago. They won the Spartan Cup, and we've talked about it before. But this team coming back up to Titan after winning the Spartan Cup has just not had any success. And and we saw some flashes out of them here and there. But, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it – I know they have Teddy Swanson, you know, playing quarterback. They also have other guys jumping in here and there. You know, does this team just need to disband and go look for new squads? Or do you think they, you know, can add a couple pieces? Because we've seen them try to do that in the past and it's just not working. <sighs> I mean, what do you say about what do you say about that? I think that, you know, you're right in that, you know, there's something to be said about wanting to play against the best talent and, you know, being in Titan in order to do that. But they're just not up to those standards at this point. And so do they, you know, what do they what do they need to do? I I can't really tell you, but, you know, they need to do some soul searching and figure out what they're missing. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough because they moved down to the Spartan division when Van Nuys Titan left, and they lost, you know, both their games this week. Now, granted, one was to the Titan Chaos team that's playing in Spartan, but then the other loss that you took was to the Mayhem, which mm-hmm. is a, a full-on Spartan squad. You know, coming from your experience, and I hate to, to drag on about teams that may not be doing work, but for the Bombers, I mean, it's it, if you're a player on a team like that, that's just perennially perennially not having success 
what does that do? I mean, what does that do to your psyche? Do you want to continue? I mean, yeah, you want to have fun with your guys, but or or your girls in in your case. But I mean, do you really want to continue to come back and, and play if you're not winning? Well, you know, you either play football to have fun or to win. You know, there are some teams who can do both. But the way that teams are amassing talent these days, you know, you have to be able to keep up in terms of recruiting and figuring out how new recruits get integrated into your team. And the Bombers just haven't been successful in doing any of that. They may need to reevaluate. Are they playing for fun or are are they, you know, trying to win? It's an interesting topic of conversation. We'll move on from that, though. First off, I want to talk about this. I heard a rumor uh, this week from a, a couple of sources in the Downey division, one of them being the uh, uh, conference manager down there. Uh, by the way, Bobby Bakhtiari, shout out to you for taking over the conference manager duties in Downey. You're doing a great job. Good job! Uh, but the Black Panthers, the rumor is is that – so this team moves up to Titan, Right. And the rumor is that they are considering next season bringing on a Spartan Black Panthers to go with their Titan Black Panthers and use it as a training ground and somewhat of a uh, farming system to find athletes for their Titan squad or a training ground for their Titan athletes to play down if they need to get, you know, hone some skills. What do you think of this approach? It's something new that we've never really seen in Tough. Well, it's a level of intensity and organization that you know, we've never seen in tough. Um, and I see some benefit in that in terms of, you know, you have all of these players who buy into the Black Panthers culture and wanting to represent that franchise and being a team, but not necessarily, you know, if there are different levels of players, being able to, you know, play with and accommodate those levels of talent um, while still being all basically one team and one organization um i see a benefit in that well i definitely know that we are going to be uh focusing on getting these players on the uh, on the phone um you know i want to get the captain of the black panthers on the line with us because i want to see how they are looking to do that are they looking to have a coach that's making these decisions or what is it who's who's going to be making the call here because i'm curious you know who, who gets relegated back to the Spartan team and, and who gets brought up and all that stuff. I mean, that, I think, that portion of it can probably get a little messy. Because mm-hmm. if you have somebody saying, you know what, hey, I need you to go play Spartan for a while um, or you need to be off the team, you know, that's that's rough. You only have 12 spots, you know. And so making the cut is going to be a, 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 a sticky situation to navigate, I think, if they do go that route. But let me ask you this. The uh, next week or not next week but the week after after the super bowl the rebellion plays the dream team mm-hmm. do you think they win well we haven't seen much from dream team yet we know what they're capable of True. um but in week one they were playing shorthanded still won both games <laughs> yeah and we haven't quite seen ex- you know the whole rebellion team yet and so this really is a wild card game to me you know i still think dream team takes it but you know we will find out what these teams are made of and if rebellion is a contender this is the game where they're going to be able to show that i think so too and it's going to be interesting to see what they do and i hate to continue to talk about downey but some of the juiciest matchups that we have are in the downey division one of the teams coming out of the downey division is the ducks they will be going on to mid-city 
to face off against the Black Lightning and the uh, Chosen. And so, actually, you know what? I think that might have changed. We were just talking about this with Brandon Blunden, and they, uh, from when I took my notes, they changed up the schedule on me. Uh, so in Mid-City, the Ducks will be heading over there uh, in two weeks after the Super Bowl, and they will be playing, it looks like the... Yeah, that's correct. The Black Lightning and the Chosen. Do you think they come away undefeated from that? I My sense is that they will. You know, I think that the Chosen might feel a little left out when we talk about teams that are contending. Um, and this is really going to be their best test yet. And we've talked about the slew of weapons that chosen has and i think they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and so if they want to show us something this is going to be the game where they do it but otherwise i see the ducks coming out of the next week with another two wins well good news for the chosen if they do lose that game against the ducks they have a layup in the hooligans after that so uh sorry hooligans i um you know uh, the chosen might get their uh their third win if they don't beat the ducks uh against you there in that in that spot let me ask you this the jackrabbits drew the short straw over in van eyes they had to play the goonies in their first week of action they have to play the goonies again in their second week of action I'm really not a fan of this, first of all. Um, and, and, and so two questions. One, do you think they get revenge? And two, uh, what do you think about that, having to play that same team twice in a row, back-to-back, when there's six other teams in the division? Well, you would hope that they learned something from the game last week. And it's very rare that you get an opportunity to avenge yourself True. so immediately. I will say that it's hard to beat a team multiple times in a season, but... It, it is sort of the, the short straw, especially with the caliber of talent that, you know, the Goonies has. You know, they can think of it this way. They get the reps against them. Um, and potentially if they get into the playoffs, they'll have had that experience playing against top teams. Well, I, you know, I like the Jackrabbit squad. You know, a lot of those guys are the Aztecs from back in the day. I love the Aztecs. I love me some Peter Markham. I know he, you know, <laughs> got to show the love. Uh, so I'm hoping that they, you know, maybe get their win here and, and show that they're ready to do it. So coming up next on the podcast, we are going to bring on the phone. Um, we t- we teased it earlier. Uh, the Bears are the only team in uh, tough league, Los Angeles, that has played more than two games and is still undefeated. And we have the man behind it all on the line with us, Mr. Tristan Fontaine, the quarterback of the Bears. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. First off, first and foremost, I want to say this. You uh, have come back after taking a little bit of a, a hiatus, taking a season off, letting uh, Joey take over your team for a little bit. But you currently are sitting, sir, at over seven and a half touchdowns per game and over 411 yards per game, which currently leads the entire nation of Tough League in both those categories. What, what, what's your chemistry like with your team at this point in time? What do you think you're doing differently to, to have these kind of numbers? Well, I mean, stats are all fun and all, but I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, in my opinion, unless we really win it all this season. Such a quarterback uh, thing to say. <laughs> But I mean, no, we're we're having fun. The crazy thing is, is we're still building, you know, chemistry. We're only what three games into the season, and you know, our biggest thing with the Bears and going back to our other leagues, you know, that we played with, um, has been roster turnover. So, I think just getting a committed, 
you know, core group of guys that'll come back every season. But this season we did add some experience. We got a couple guys from Brigade that played uh, with Brigade the last few seasons that are really contributing and helping out. But yeah, no, I think it's we're, we're having fun so far. We're building, building chemistry, and I think we have a really good team. Can you, can you talk a little bit about those pieces for us? Yeah, um, so Daniel Lopez, who is our new center, who was recently with Brigade, I mean, adds a different dimension and a dimension that we haven't really had at the center position. I think I spoke to Steven, I want to say it was season one, whenever we were asked about going up to Titan or why we weren't at Titan. And I said, you know, it, it's all about adding those those guys, those pieces that can take. Oh, man, it looks like we dropped the call. Unfortunately, I've uh, I've we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but I am speaking with Tristan now. It looks like we're going to get him on after the bye week to finish our conversation. He's such a great guy and such a good leader on his team. Um, you know, they they have a lot of uh, good things to look forward to for this season and uh, bringing in some new players like he was saying from the brigade I think is really going to help them but uh, this team looks primed to make a championship run well and I really appreciate you know his thoughtful approach to flag football and building towards excellence and so I'm excited to hear from more from him about that you know he is very illuminating interview yeah, definitely, and and it'll it'll only get better when we have a little bit more time with him, um, when the phone call doesn't drop. But uh, you know, one of the th- couple of things I wanted to touch on before we ended this podcast tonight was, uh, you know, you had mentioned to me before uh, Storm getting their first win here in Tough, uh, and then as well there was another team. Well, and we talk so much about the top teams in Tough, you know, and rightly so. But we did also want to give a shout out to the Storm. Um, they were formerly in Mid City Titan last season and went winless. Uh, this season they dropped down to Spartan and they picked up their first win against Gauntlet. Um, and the other team, the Dragons, uh, we hadn't had a chance to talk about them yet, but they are a team of rugby guys coming over and transitioning to flag football. So they got their first win as a franchise against Storm. And then they lost by 50 points to the Silverbacks, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, it's like Diane said, I think we talked about them a little bit last week. They're having a great time out there. And, and like you said, they just got their first win against the Storm. And it's great. You know, having an 0-8 season is really, really rough on a team. You don't see a lot of teams make it through the entire season when that happens. So we always commend them when they do stick through it. But the Dragons pick up their first win. Congratulations to them. You know, I'm excited to see what Mid-City down and Van Nuys has in store for us the rest of the way. Well, it's a juggernaut to cover, but we are here for it. (laughs) Doing our best to cover all the hot topics from the league, Los Angeles League, one of the the biggest with 45 teams you know we're taking a break for super bowl so the only podcast next week will be the las vegas podcast so make sure you tune into that for all the week one action in las vegas and then in two weeks we will be back to recap week three of los angeles for this edition of the tough talk podcast i'm steven that's diane and we are out all right that's it that's it you two guys leave me no choice. No television for a week. What? We are so serious. They're 
fucking high! Are you out of your mind? This house is a prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel 